From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Thank you for joining us for another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. Currently, Dr. Cairns is bringing a series of studies in the earthly life of the Lord Jesus Christ, messages that will provide insights into the various aspects of our Lord's temporal ministry, from His teaching and miracles to His atoning death on the cross and His glorious resurrection. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of C.H. Spurgeon, as found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional for today is entitled, In God's Time. The text is found in Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Mercy may seem slow, but it is sure. The Lord in unfailing wisdom has appointed a time for the outgoings of His gracious power, and God's time is the best time. We are in a hurry. The vision of the blessing excites our desire and hastens our longings, but the Lord will keep His appointments. He is never before His time, He is never behind. God's word is here spoken of as a living thing which will speak and will come. It is never a dead letter, as we are tempted to fear when we have long watched for its fulfillment. The living word is on the way from the living God, and though it may seem to linger, it is not in reality doing so. God's train is not behind time. It is only a matter of patience and we shall soon see for ourselves the faithfulness of the Lord. No promise of His shall fail. It will not lie. No promise of His will be lost in silence. It shall speak. What comfort it will speak to the believing ear. No promise of His shall need to be renewed, like a bill which could not be paid on the day in which it fell due. It will not tarry. Come, my soul, canst thou not wait for thy God? Rest in Him, and be still in unutterable peacefulness.
As you listen to today's broadcast, we'd like to express our appreciation to those of you who make Let the Bible Speak a regular part of your day. Over the years since LTBS has been on the air, we've heard from many folks who have been blessed and encouraged in their Christian lives through these programs. We thank the Lord for the opportunity to bring this Christ-centered preaching into your home, vehicle, or workplace. Let the Bible Speak is a ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America— Founded by Dr. Alan Cairns, whose messages you hear on the broadcast, LTBS is also heard in many parts of the world through the radio outreach of Let the Bible Speak International, which is produced in Northern Ireland. It may be that you have wondered about the origin and purpose of the Free Presbyterian Church. Briefly, the Free Presbyterian Church is a denomination that stands without apology for the absolute inerrancy of the Bible— emphasizing preaching that centers around the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ and is militant in its stand against the ecumenical apostasy and the efforts of the world to infiltrate the church. If you would be interested in considering the establishment of a Free Presbyterian Church in your area, please contact Faith Free Presbyterian Church at 1-800-244-2408. That's one 800 2442408 you may email us at info@faithfpc.org that's info@faithfpc.org you may be interested to learn that interest in a free church has been expressed by folks in the Racine Wisconsin area if that would be of interest to you call the church office and we'll put you in contact with the right person once again the church office's number is 1-800-244-2408 or you may email info at faithfpc.org
this edition of Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns will bring the final portion of a message called The Lord of the Harvest. From his text in Matthew 9 and 10, Dr. Cairns has been showing Christ's perspective of the vast crowds that followed him during his earthly ministry. In his eyes, they were not simply a mob, but individual souls in need of a Savior. His great love for them led him to the cross. As Christ's disciples, we ought to love souls as well. In commanding his disciples to pray the Lord of the harvest to send laborers, Jesus gave the assurance that there would be a harvest. To this day, God commissions preachers and missionaries to carry the gospel to the lost. He provides the power of the Holy Ghost to make their witness effective. The promise is that they who go forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing their sheaves with them. The message closes with a solemn word of warning to those who reject the gospel. Now to conclude this message, the Lord of the harvest, here is Dr. Cairns. And the Lord, absolute, in absolute terms, doesn't need you and me to save souls. The Lord doesn't need us to do anything. He can do what He wants. But the fact is, He wants and He wills to bring sinners in through the instrumentality of other saved sinners. That's how He works. So there's a necessity of reaping the harvest. One thing you find when you live, as I did for many years, in a rural farming community, there's a very limited time to reap the harvest. Certainly that's true in the climes that I grew up in. There was a very limited time to reap the harvest. And that's why from early morning until late at night, you could be going along and you would see the reapers with the headlights on and their machinery. That's late, mind. Reaping, reaping, reaping. Why? Because they knew the time was brief. And they also knew if the opportunity were lost, the harvest would be lost forever. Men and women, the Lord Jesus Christ not only kept the spiritual needs of men before him, himself, but he kept them before his people. He instructed us to perceive them like this, and then he instructed us in urgent prayer. Pray. 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 The first thing a Christian needs to get is a burden to pray for the lost. Before you start witnessing, before you start doing anything, before you think you'll ever be a preacher or a missionary, you've got to be a prayer warrior. And I'll tell you, if you're not willing to pray, don't tell me God has called you to preach or God has called you to be a missionary. God does not send prayerless preachers or prayerless missionaries into the harvest field. They're an abomination. They're a hindrance to the work. He says, pray. When you start praying, God will start sending. He might send others. He might send you. He will send you somewhere to witness. For you have some harvesting to do. But he might send you where you've never thought. Throughout my life, my mother prayed. 
that God would make her son a preacher. There's a story behind that I'll not go into this morning. I never knew that. She never once breathed that prayer or the existence of it to me. That was a wise mother. And God answered her prayer. And I'm here today as an answer to a godly mother's prayer. As I grew up, I started to pray. And as God burdened my heart to pray, then God sent. I don't know what he'll do in your life, but he says, you pray for the harvest. The Lord Jesus wants us to be instructed to care for souls. And finally, let me say in closing, that as the Lord of the harvest, he answers that prayer and he provides the necessary laborers to bring the gospel to the lost. You'll find that in chapter 10. He says, pray, and immediately, and I think that's very important, he called his 12 disciples and he sent them out. Now, I'm going to run through the the meaning of these verses, and I mean run. He provided the men. He chose them, he called them, he commissioned them. Let's pray for that. I'm a Presbyterian. Presbyterians believe in a well-prepared and adequately educated ministry. It's very important that our ministers be able to handle the Scriptures, be able to do their Hebrew and their Greek and their various uh, scholarly or intellectual subjects. They need to be able to do it. But they can do that and be useless. We need God-commissioned men. Men who are called. Men who will go no matter what the cost. I don't like always harking back to the old days, but I have to say that the early days of a church are sometimes its best days. And that's why we ought to savor these days in the Free Presbyterian Church in North America. Humanly, there's nothing to attract men to the ministry of the Free Church. They're not going to be set in big churches. They've got to go out and start from ground zero and get up from there. They're not promised any big salary. They're not promised anything. But that's when you get your best men. I look back to those days in Northern Ireland when, as I've often told you, the managing director of the firm in which I worked swore at me when he heard that I was going into the Free Presbyterian ministry. He couldn't consider anybody being lunatic enough to do that. There was nothing. I well remember feeling that at that time. I know what I'm going to. This is a tough, tough assignment. I'll probably never, this is 20 years old, I'll probably never have the money ever to be married. I'll never have the money to do this, that, or that. There's nothing. This is going to be a a real tough assignment. That's where the free church was. (coughs) 
And I look back in the men that God gave us. I look at a John Douglas. I look at a Bert Cook. I look at an Ivan Foster. Men, I mention men that you know. I could name others that wouldn't mean much to you. Equally good men. Listen. Why were they there? Because God called them. I hear of preachers who turn down calls because their wife doesn't like the manse. It's not good enough. I've often mentioned the Methodist preacher in Michigan who told the church that they couldn't afford him. They didn't have enough money for him. God saved this church from that sort of apostasy. Give us men who are called of God, commissioned. He provided the men. And he gave them a mission. Chapter 10, verses 1 and 5, he sent them to the 12 tribes. I want you to notice this because it is important for reasons I haven't time to go into this morning in detail. Important to notice this, the commissioning of the 12 was in phases. It was in stages. And this is phase one. It's go to the 12 tribes. That's no longer what he says to us. He says, as he did later to the disciples, go to the world. Our mission is to invade the strongholds of the power of hell and earth. And he gave them the might to do it. Verse 1, he gave them power. He gave them power. Oh, that's what the Lord gives to those that he calls, and men and women, that's what we need in our ministry, in the pulpit, and in the personal life of witness before men and women. It is the might and the power of the Holy Ghost. Let's never lose that desire. And I would again encourage every young Christian here to get before God constantly, day by day, before you do anything for God. Lord, give me your power. I think of my friend Albert Macaulay, one of the greatest soul winners I've ever known, the greatest personal worker I've ever known. To this day, Albert Macaulay will start in the morning and get alone with God. And he may have his day mapped out and planned out, but whatever he has planned, that day starts with God, and he'll be on his knees crying until God hears him. Give me power today. It's not enough that I had power yesterday. Give me power today. Give me direction today. And people have been amazed again and again. Why does Albert Macaulay turn up at the right place at the right time? Why do these things, you would think you were living in the book of the Acts of the Apostles when you hear this man's story. Why does that happen? How does it happen? I'll tell you it happens in that room. I've heard Albert say it. Maybe 30 minutes I'm there. Maybe three hours I'm there. But it doesn't matter. I'm not moving from there until God moves me with the power and the assurance of his grace for that day's service. We need might. He provides it. He gave them a ministry. Chapter 10, verse 8, the end of the verse, he says, freely you've received, freely give. In other words, you give what God has given to you, and you give as God has given to you. He gave them the message. At the end of verse 7, he says, preach 
the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he gave them the model for their service in verses 10 through 14. Go forth by faith in him who sent you. Verse 10. You don't take scrip or coats or shoes or staves. In other words, you're going out depending on the one who sent you. In verse 11 and following, you go forth with his authority. That's the summary meaning of going into a, a house or a city and if they receive you well and good and if they don't, shake off the dust from your feet. Can you see something? I want to finish in this solemn note this morning. When God sends a preacher, listen very carefully. When God sends a preacher, in and of himself he can be as poor and despicable as you want him to be. But when God sends a preacher, he holds you as responsible for what you do with that preacher and his message as if he had sent his son in person into your midst. Read very carefully. And you'll see in verses 14 and 15 that the preaching of the gospel is a solemn thing. And anybody who would not receive one whom Christ had sent, Jesus says, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment and for that one. It's a serious word. The Lord Jesus is the Lord of the harvest. He sends preachers, witnesses out to bring sinners in. But you see, you're not just a stalk of corn or a four-legged sheep. You're a rational soul and you're going to do something with the command of the gospel. You receive it and you'll be saved. You reject it and you'll be lost. The Lord of the harvest is here. He wants you to think about your harvest. He wants you to make sure that you're never in the place of saying the harvest is past and I'm not saved. Make sure today that as you hear the gospel, you respond to it, receive it. And once you've done that, then set out to be a witness for Christ. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Let's all pray. Father in heaven, bless thy word. Lord, we pray, give fruit for it. We thank Thee that Christ is the Lord of the harvest. We ask Thee that Thou wilt truly send forth laborers into the harvest. Raise up young men and women in this church. Raise up older folk who will give their all to serve the Savior. Lord, we pray, raise up laborers. We think of the needs across America. We think, O oh Lord, of the needs of the mission fields of the world. Surely there is a need for laborers today. God grant that thou wilt give 
many young people here a burden to go forth to labor for the Master. Hear our prayer. Give fruit for the preaching of thy word and the saving of souls and in the setting apart of laborers. And now, Lord, grant that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ will be with each one of us today and forevermore. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We are here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. If you would like to receive our booklet, Separated Unto the Gospel, a booklet that sets forth the beliefs and standards of the Free Presbyterian Church, you may have a copy free of charge, simply for the asking. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak.